Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. Amen. Grab your Bibles this morning. Uh, I'm going to deal with the subject. The mantle is coming. The mantle is coming. I just getting over a pretty bad cold, so we may go to coughing or whatever. Y'all going to pray me through this, right? All right, I'm going to need your help. Uh, turn with me to 1 Peter, chapter number 5. 1 Peter, chapter number 5. I'm not going to preach through scriptures, but I know you're already seated. Will you just stand with me for the reading of the word? Amen. I'm going to read these scriptures and let you be seated. Uh, also, um, we're going to... Uh, <clears throat> here a while back, God had given me a, a series of preaching on love. I don't know if y'all remember that. It's been a few months ago. And that love does not exist if it does not express itself. We can say we love all we want to, but love is like faith. Amen, Scott. And Scott was talking about this yesterday, that faith without an expression is a dead faith. Well, love's the same way. Love without an expression is, is it's, it's dead. And so uh, God began to deal with me that he wanted uh, us as a church to express his love to the community we live in. And so I started working on a little project, uh, moving in a certain direction. And uh, what we're going to do is life church. This is going to consist of your monies and your dollars. Uh, but we're going to, on Easter weekend, on that Saturday, uh, which is what, the 29th or 31st? There's 31 days in this month, isn't it? Which is the Saturday before first Easter Sunday. I put an ad in the paper. I don't know if you've seen it yet or if it's even come out yet. Uh, titled, For God So Loved the World That He Gave. He gave when you didn't deserve it. Amen. He gave. He, the Bible says he demonstrated his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Uh, and he gave me a message and said that I'm going to put my name my heart and my ear in the house that exemplifies my love. Amen. A love that don't ask uh, if you deserve it. A love that don't expect anything in return. Just the love of God. So on Saturday, that Saturday of Easter weekend, we as Life Church are going to buy the gas down. Uh, we're going to buy the gas down $1 per gallon. At the village grocery. So if it's $2.59, this whole community is going to be able to buy gas for $1.59. They're just going to pull up. We don't care if they got a trunk full of drugs. I don't care if they got a beer in their hand. I don't care if they got habits, hang-ups. Huh? I don't care if what they've done, who they are. I want to be standing there. I want to fill their car up. I want to wash their windshield. I want to check their oil. Are y'all with me? And our thing that day is we're just giving because we love. We're not asking you to give us anything in return. We don't want anything in return. We just want to fill your car up. So I'm going to ask you if you can to make plans to come and be a part of that. For us to just be there and love on the people, not soliciting anything from them, okay? Uh, so everybody in this community, I don't even know what it's going to cost. 
I don't know how much money that involves. I don't know how far they're going to be lined up, but I promise you they're going to come to get that cheap gas. Amen. And we're just going to love on them. And I want them to leave in there saying, wow, they didn't ask me for anything. They didn't want anything. And I want to express the love of God. All right. And God said, when you start expressing my love, that's the house I'm going to dwell in. That's the house I'm going to dwell in. So that's the plan. Uh, Easter weekend, okay? First Peter <coughs> chapter number five. <clears throat> I, I, I don't believe I really have a sermon this morning as much as uh, some direction, some uh, revelation or enlightenment to show us right where we are right now. I started last week preaching on a crucible, and we'll, we'll pick that up a little bit this morning. Uh, I just think the Holy Spirit wants to encourage you that you're right where God wants you to be. Amen? There's a lot of people, just be honest, anybody been feeling pressure? Oh, I got the right sermon. You've been feeling pressure over the last few weeks or maybe even months, and sometimes it can be confusing, and we don't even understand it. Trust me as your pastor, God's got you right where he wants you. And he's still in complete control even though you feel like everything's out of control. And if we can just recognize it and embrace it, the mantle's coming. The mantle's coming. I don't know what your mantle is, but your mantle is coming. Your empowerment. Yes, ma'am? Mantle, thank you. Uh, your mantle is your empowerment from God. Your ability from God, your destiny from God, your anointing from God. And everybody's on different levels. So God's trying to position you to empower you to fulfill the destiny that is in you. All right? And he's just trying to position us. And that's all my goal is today, if I can help you understand that. Because, you know, you can't get to where you're going until you pinpoint where you are. You, you can't even go in the right direction. Until you know where you are. I always think about them signs and them great big foyers of them great big buildings. They got one red dot. You're trying to get somewhere, but it starts off with, you are right here. <laughs> right? Because if you don't know where you are, you can't get to where God wants you to go. So if I accomplish the mission just to get you to know where you are, the Holy Spirit's going to get you where he wants you to go. All right. Kobe, you may have to help me on volume so I don't struggle this morning. 1 Peter, chapter number 5, verse number 5. Likewise, you youngins, submit yourselves to us old ones. Wow, that was good. Man, did y'all get that? Kobe said no. Oh, no, look at the next line. Hmm. You're dismissed. That's it. <laughs> yea, all of you be subject to one another. All of you be subject to one another. All of you submit to each other. What if we were all trying to get lower than the other instead of higher? What if we all was trying to exalt the one beside me instead of saying, put me above you? Oh, my God, what, what a move of God we would have if all of us would submit ourselves to one another. Even if I'm older than you, even if I'm smarter than you, and even if I'm, for the most of y'all, better looking than y'all. Amen? 
even, even if I feel like I'm more talented to you, what if I was always trying to exalt you? Oh, would God exalt us? Would He exalt us? Let's, let that be the culture of life, church. That I'm all, I, I just feel Him in this place. That I'm always wanting to lift you up. I just want to encourage you. You're awesome. You're everything God said you could be in spite of yourself. Oh, that's a word right there. You're everything God says you are in spite of you getting in His way. Oh, give us that church. Give us that church. All of you. Be subject to one another. Amen. Yeah, even you gifted folks. Amen. We ain't never too gifted that we can't submit ourselves. And be clothed in humility. And here's the reason why. Not because they deserve you to lift them up, but because God resists the proud. I'm not lifting you up because you deserve it. I'm just doing it because God's going to resist me if I don't. Wow. That gives me a reason to exalt everybody around me. For God resists the proud. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He gives grace to the humble. There's a grace on the other that lies only on the other side of humility. Amen. There's an empowerment that only lies on the other side of me humbling myself by lifting somebody else up. The greatest way to humble yourself is to exalt somebody else. Amen. It's the greatest way because we try to lift ourselves by tearing people down. So the greatest way to humble ourselves is, and oh, look at verse number six. Humble yourselves, therefore, under whose hand? Whose hand? Sometimes it's God's hand pushing you down. But the same hand that pushes you down is the same hand that He may exalt you in due time. But it'll be at the right time. I need you to... There's some people going through some... Y'all be seated and press, God. I said I wasn't going to do this. Uh, there's some people right beside you going through some stuff. So I need you to reach over and grab them by the arm and tell them, God's going to lift you up when it's time. He, he's going to exalt you when it's time. Right now, you're under pressure. Can I get a witness? Right now, you're under some pressure. Amen. But, but, but God, in, in due time, somebody shout due time. In due time, at the right time, at the appropriate time, He's going to exalt you. Can I just throw a little nugget out there right now? Due also means to owe. It means to owe. It means to deserve. In other words, God's not going to lift you until you deserve to be lifted. Oh, now, some of you can't receive that right now. Amen. Oh, no, He's not going to lift you until you deserve to be lifted. And you deserve to be lifted when you choose to humble yourself. Amen. Because when He starts giving you stuff you don't deserve, you take it for granted. Amen. Because he, he who wears the, uh, he who serves well, rules well. So he said, in due time, I'm going to uh, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon him. Oh, ain't that a beautiful scripture? For he cares for you. He may, be, he may have you under pressure right now, but it's under the caring hand of your father. He cares so much and he'll never mash you so low that it crushes you. He's producing something in you right now. 
Hear me, hear me, Life Church. He's producing something in you right now, and nobody cares. He cares more about you than you care about yourself. Amen? So he's going to be meticulous about this pushing and this crushing and this humbling that he's doing in your life right now. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. But be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion, walking about, seeking whom he may devour. <laughs> whom resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions, you're not in this alone, are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world, but the God of all grace. Mm who has called you unto his eternal glory by Jesus Christ after that you have suffered a while. Somebody shout after. After you have suffered a while, he's going to make you perfect. Wow. He's going to establish you. He's going to strengthen you and he's going to settle you. Wow. What a scripture. Turn with me now to 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter number 19, beginning in verse number 19. This is going to tie it back to last week when Elisha received the mantle, the anointing, his destiny. And he departed, talking about Elisha, and he departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him. And he with the twelfth, and Elisha passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. And he left <coughs> the oxen, ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? And, and he returned back from him took a yoke of oxen, slew them, balled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen, gave unto the people, and they did eat. Then he arose and went after Elijah and began to serve Elijah. Turn with me to 2 Kings chapter number 2. 2 Kings chapter number 2, beginning in verse number 1. And it came to pass when the Lord would take Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elisha said unto Elisha, Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as your soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord is going to take your master from thy head today. And he said, I know it. Hold your peace. Oh, those pesky voices. Somebody needs to learn how to say shut up. <laughs> Hold your peace. And Elisha said unto him, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he said, As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Do you not know that the Lord is going to take away your master from your head today? He answered again, I know it. Hold your peace. And Elisha said unto him, Terry, I pray thee here, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. And he said, Nah, -uh. 
Where you go, I go. As the Lord liveth, as I soul liveth, I will not leave you. So they, they took, the two went on. And 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off. And they, and they too stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle, wrapped it together, smote the waters, and they were divided hither and thither so that they too went over on dry ground. And it came to pass that they, when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Now you've been consistent. Ask what I shall do for you before I be taken away from you. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. And he said, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me, somebody underline that in your Bible. If you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be unto you. But if not, if you miss it, you're not going to get your anointing. Don't miss it. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass as they still went on and taught that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and departed them both asunder. And Elisha went up by a whirlwind into heaven and Elisha saw it. And he cried, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more and took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two places, pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and he smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elisha went over. And when the sons of the prophets, which were to view at Jericho, saw him, they said, the spirit of Elijah does rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed themselves to the ground before him. Before we get started, I need you to tell your neighbor, the mantle's coming. The mantle's coming. The mantle's coming. I need somebody to get that. Your anointing's coming. Your empowerment's coming. Your, 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 your vision is coming. Your destiny is going to be fulfilled. Amen. It's coming. The problem is it lies right on the other side of your consistency. Of you being consistent. You see, faith is only really made manifest in its ability to be consistent. It was faith that enabled Peter to step out of the boat. He stepped out by faith. But somewhere between him and his destiny, he got distracted with circumstances. Amen. And instead of being consistent in his faith, he got distracted and began to sink. Amen. Destiny always in. And uh, <coughs> just bear with me this morning and we'll do the best we can. Uh, God spoke to me a couple weeks ago and said, I need you to know where Life Church is. You have entered into your crucible. I didn't know what a crucible was at the time. And I looked it up and studied it. We talked about it last week. The crucible is that last phase of training to where a recruit is turned into a Marine. 
It's a place of transformation. Uh, Kobe reminded me of the Navy SEALs have what they call Hell Week. And before you come a Navy SEAL, you go through what's called Hell Week. And in this week, which is a five and a half day, uh, day period of time, you are tried emotionally, physically, mentally. You are broken down to the lowest common denominator. It destroys everything you think and believe about yourself and transforms you into position to believe more about you than you ever believed before. Because uh, uh, the recruits say that only 20 or 30% make it through this hell week. They only make it through because it ain't about how strong you are physically. It's about how strong you are mentally. Amen. It's about how, how strong you are mentally. And, and, and in this week, they have doctors and they have their physicians that are in right there with these guys the whole time. Uh, to make sure that everything's under control. It's controlled chaos. It's simulated attacks from the enemy. Amen? But it's all under control. Are you following me? It's all under control, but you're in such chaos, you don't even, you forget that it's simulated. You forget that this ain't real. Amen? Because it's preparing you for where you're going. Because uh, uh, they say that the drill instructors have already learned that your body can take more than your mind knows. So as a seal, they push you past what your mind believes your body can do. And then when it does it, it says, oh my God, I didn't know I could do it. I didn't know I could. And, and, and they put them through hypothermia. And they put them put through the cold waters. And they only get four hours of sleep in five and a half days. Are y'all with me? I'm going somewhere. Amen. And, and, and the whole time, they got drill sergeants standing beside the water saying, all you got to do is quit. All you got to do is quit. And we got a hotel waiting for you. Amen. They're starved to death. They're freezing to death. Amen. They're crawling through mud and sand and, and they're being pushed beyond their comprehension of what a human body can take. And then they got voices on the side saying, just give up. You don't have to put up with this. You're better. Than, am I preaching anybody yet? You're, you're better than you don't deserve this. And they're just in their ear telling them, look, see that big nice hotel over there in the sandy beach? There's a big hot meal waiting on you. It's waiting on you. And they're breaking them down. And they're breaking them down until when they make it through, they realize I can do anything. There's nothing that I can't take because their mind is being transformed. It's called the transformation. It's being transformed, amen, from what I thought I could do to now what I know I can do. Oh, my God. I want to help somebody this morning. God has got some of you in a crucible right now. And you think you are all that you can be. You don't know and realize that there's a spirit in you that will take you so much further than where your mind has taken you. Oh, you got to get a hold of this. But you'll never know what's in you until God puts you under pressure. Oh, my God. 
He puts you under pressure and your feelings start getting frayed. Y'all ain't going to say nothing, but I do need you to wave at me every now and then. Your emotions are all a wreck. Amen. And then you get irritable in the midst of this five and a half days. Uh, amen. And, and you're, 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 just, you're blaming the Marine beside you and you're hating the drill instructor. Somebody ought to say amen right there. Amen. And everything in you saying quit, just give up, just let it go. God, help me, Holy Ghost, because I'm preaching to somebody in this place right now that I can't take no more. And God said no, amen. Just, just don't fight it. Just humble yourself. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God because I'm pushing on you right now. I'm pushing on you right now. I'm pushing on you because, uh, and don't worry, I'm not putting on you no more than you can bear because I know what you can take. You don't. I know what you can handle. You don't. I know the double side. I know what's in you. You don't. So I'm going to wreck your life. I'm going to cause chaos in your life. I'm going to. Oh, my God, help me to hold up under this this morning. Amen. He said, but you, you, you got to be careful right here because this makes you vulnerable. Does anybody feel as vulnerable as I feel right now? Why? Because you're out of control and you don't know what's going to come next. You don't know what the next course is. You don't even know if you're going to make it through this one. But there comes another wave and double shot, another wave. Amen. And then Peter speaks up and says, humble your under it's easy amen to humble ourselves when he's holding us up here but what do we do when we're under his hand when he is pushing us down and it, but the good news is he said if you'll humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God he's going to exalt you in due time in other words the same hand that's pushing is the same hand he ain't gonna push you down and leave you there to get up on your own if you will endure somebody shout endure if you will just endure and hang that same hand that same hand it's finna lift you up. I need Kleenex. That same hand is finna to lift you up. And, and, and look, the next verse, maybe I don't know if you can find those scriptures or not. Let's work them a little bit. <coughs> He said, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and in due time, in due time, he's going to exalt you. Scott, he knows when the timing is perfect. To me, he's late. Can I get a witness? It's the very first scriptures, first Peter. That's okay. Don't worry about it. Anybody else feel like he's late? Everybody ever feel like he, anybody ever feel like he's late? Thank you, Brandon, for being honest. He's late. He's late. Lazarus is stinking. Come on. Anybody in any stinking situations? <laughs> huh? Huh, this stinks. No, huh? my God, this is real. Uh, if I ain't preaching to y'all, I'm just going to preach to me this. This stinks. This is flat stinks. It only stinks. It's plumb embarrassing. I'm embarrassing. He's wanting to roll the stone. Oh, don't roll that stone away. Oh, don't roll that stone away. It's plumb embarrassing that I'm thinking what I'm thinking. It's plumb embarrassing that I responded like I responded. 
my God, it's plumb embarrassing to me. Amen. Because I ought to be stronger by now. And now I realize I'm not as strong as... I'm not as strong as I thought I was. And all the while, God is, he's pushing. He's pushing. Amen. Are you listening to me? And, and I'm feeling like he's late. But he said at the right time. In due time, when I come through this thing, when I stand up under this thing, when I humble myself and let it work. Somebody shout, let it work. And just let it work. Let it work. This is what I like. He said, he'll exalt you at the right time. When, when, when you deserve it. Amen. You don't get that title as a Marine if I wasn't consistent. But, but it, it, it not only deserve it when you're ready for it. When, when you're ready, he said, I'm going to lift you. But I'm not going to lift you too because the mantle's heavy. And I'm trying to build strength that can carry your destiny. Oh, my God. Don't give up. Hear me, life. Don't give up. Don't bail out. Don't give in. The pressure's great. The voices are real. <laughs> Somebody will wave at me right now. The voices are real. Amen. Are you listening to me? They're real. But God is in complete control of that. And I love the next scripture. Amen. It says, casting all your cares on him. Because he cares for you. That's the only thing that's going to keep you going right now. God knows the way that I take. And when I come forth, I shall come forth as pure gold. I don't understand what I'm going through. I don't understand why there's so much pressure. I don't understand why there's so many voices. All I know is I'm going to throw it on Jesus because he loves me. He loves me. He cares for me. And he's not going to do anything to crush me. He's preparing me for my destiny. He cares. He cares. He cares. He cares. I try to care for you as your pastor, but I'm just a man. I can't care for you like you. Ain't you glad I'm not mashing you? Oh, that's good. Ain't you glad I'm not the one mashing you? Because I might get an attitude. <laughs> Thank God I got a prophet in my life to rebuke me every now and then. I might get an attitude when I'm mashing you. And I may hurt you when I'm mashing you. But when you're being under the hand of an almighty God, amen, he'll never mash you beyond your potential. He said, he said, that's the only way you're going to make through this. That's the only way you're going to make through this is cast your cares upon the Lord. Some of you are carrying some heavy burdens and you're not going to make it through your crucible if you don't dump them. <laughs> to cast means to throw, throw it. Sister Mary, you got to throw it. You got to throw it on him. You got to throw it on him. Oh, somebody high five your neighbor and tell him, throw it on him. Throw it on him. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of that heavy burden you think you got to figure out. Throw it on him. Throw it on Because he's mashing with one hand and he'll carry your burdens with the... Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. You got to quit trying to carry... Matter of fact, it's part of the test. It's to prove to you, you can't carry it. It's part of the test. He went right out of, I'm going to mash you. 
to exalt you to. And oh yeah, by the way, all them burdens, you're going to have to learn to unload them right here. Oh, that's somebody's word in this place. You're taking a double shot. You're carrying too much responsibility. You're thinking too much. Somebody say, hold your peace. Hold your peace. You're thinking too much. You've done caring. You've done built a, a fortress around you. Oh, God, who am I preaching to in this place this morning? He said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to mash you till you unload. That's what most of the mashing's for, is really get some stuff out of you. Hey, he's trying. No. No. He's trying to get some pauses. He's trying to get some pausing out of you. Amen. And that crushing you feel like you can't take. He's trying to get you down so low that you start saying, I got to unload the shield. I got that's somebody's word right now. You're carrying too much. You got to quit thinking what they're thinking because you don't know what they're thinking and what you're thinking that they are thinking they may not be thinking. And furthermore, who cares what they're thinking? That was rude right there. Amen. Because right now, I ain't got time to worry about what you're thinking. I'm just trying to be consistent. I'm just trying to submit myself to the hand of my Father. I ain't got time to wrestle with you. Oh. He said, <laughs> he said, Cast all your cares. Oh, but then he, he throws another scripture in there that's powerful. Casting all your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. Then he goes into, get, be sober. You better be sober. That word sober there actually means calm. It means not to be overcome with passion. Catch this right here. He said, be sober, be vigilant because... Your adversary, the devil, is like a rock, and he's walking around seeking whom he may devour. In other words, the devil ain't causing this chaos in your life, but he will exploit it. Oh, this will help you right here. Quit rebuking the devil because this is a controlled, this is a controlled uh, crucible. The devil ain't in this. Oh my God, I don't know if y'all can receive it. The devil ain't even in this. All this chaos is coming because God's allowing it. Matter of fact, he'll use the brother. Not the devil. I know you thought the devil was in that brother. Huh? Because the sons of the prophets, the mantle had been cast on him. That means destiny had been established. He's anointed to do great things. Young lady, you're anointed to do great things. You are anointed. Yeah, you. Don't look behind you. 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 Amen. To do great things. And the adversary knows it. Amen. He knows it because the mantle, the words done been spoken by God from the generations of the world. Oh my God, is anybody listening to me? So he's going to try to send voices to distract you from your destiny. Don't you know? It, it wouldn't have been, this was so controlled in the brotherhood that this wasn't the enemy. This was his peers. These were sons of the prophets. These were holy men. Oh my God, I don't know if y'all ready for this. These were holy men. You ain't going to make it. Your leader's going to be taken from you. You ain't going to make it. Voices. Voices. And people don't love you. 
Oh, my God, this is just going to get too real this morning. And people don't love you. Amen. You ain't, you ain't going to make it. You ain't good enough. Why don't you just quit? It'd be so easy just quit. There's a big hotel sitting over there. Just go get you a steak. Amen. You, you ain't going to make it. You, you, you can't preach. You can't teach. You can't be a Christian. You can't live that life. Amen. Somebody shout voices. Voices. That's why he said you got to be sober in the crushing. You got to be vigilant. It means to be attentive. It means to be aware because you're very vulnerable right now. Oh, I got to help somebody. And if you're not careful, you'll believe the voices that are being spoken to your mind and you'll start repeating what the voices is saying. But Elisha said, I am anointed. Elisha said, I'm going after the mantle. Elisha said, I'm going after my calling. So all he would say to him is, hold your peace. If somebody, I know we ain't supposed to use these words. They don't let me do it around my grandkids. Amen. But all our kids, I think, is gone. If you don't learn to tell them voices to shut up, you ain't never going to reach your destiny. Amen. And some of the voices are from without and some of them are from within. You ain't worthy. You ain't worthy. Who's talking about condemnation this morning? You ain't worthy. Look at you. You ain't worthy. Look at you. Condemnation. Judgment, evil judgment from the enemy, just condemning us, just condemning us, condemning us. God ain't in condemnation, baby. He's in conviction, but he ain't into condemnation. And you'll know when you're getting close, amen. And what will condemn you the most is your own failures. Oh, somebody catch this right here. Oh, thank you. Thank you, honest people. Amen. Because I did act wrong. I did say the wrong thing. He pushed, I feel the anointing in that. He pushed me so hard. Amen. That I started quarreling with my brother. I started getting animosity against my sister. Come on, help me somebody. I started thinking evil of the people who is the closest to me. I did fail. I did fail. But God was saying, it's all back. It's all controlled. Hang in there. It's not, it's control chaos. I got to control because I had to reveal a little something that was in you that you did not know was in you. Now that it's in you, you can say, Father, forgive me and strengthen me. Oh, somebody shout, the mantle's coming. The mantle's coming. It's going to be worth it. Push. Don't quit. Don't give in. Be sober. He said, calm, calm, calm down. Reach over and Tell your neighbors, just easy, easy. Calm down, Roger. Can't see you getting too bent out of shape. <laughs> At least I had your disposition. Easy. Sometimes you got to reach over and grab your own self. Easy. Calm down. Oh, God, I feel the Holy Ghost in that. Calm down. Your passion's getting too high. Whoa, whoa, calm down. Calm down. You're vulnerable right now. Don't repeat what you just heard. Don't share it. Don't share it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're getting intoxicated with what somebody else is saying. He said, so calm down. Calm down. You're vulnerable right now because you're in the crushing. Amen. You're in the crushing. Don't, don't, don't. Only response you need right now is shut up. Boy, that's big right there. If you don't leave here with nothing but that right there, you're going to make it. 
You, 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 you're going to make it. You're going to make it. You're going to make it if you learn how to say shut up, shut up, shut up. And here's the deal. It's hard to tell that voice to shut up when it's telling you the truth. Mm, we're going to sit down on that one. In some way, it's true. Your, your leader is going to be left. He is going to leave you. Sometimes us brothers do the wrong thing. We say the wrong thing. We act the wrong way. And it hurts us, and it's all truth. Oh, my God. It's true. Matter of fact, it wouldn't hurt so bad if it wasn't true. But it is true. But it's still control. It's still part of the crucible. Because he said, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. I may not feel like it, but I'm still under here. I'm still under his divine auspices. I'm still under his divine control. And I'm under, God help me, amen. So I got to learn to tell these voices, shut up. And I know it's true. But God had to allow it happen to make the crushing work. Can y'all receive that? Can y'all receive that? He said, because it reveals some things about me. It reveals some things about me. And listen to this. Last week I used one scripture, one of the shortest scriptures in the Bible that is probably the most powerful. And it says, in, in, in persevering consistency, you possess your soul. The greatest thing you will ever own is you. Let me elaborate. To possess means to own it. Your soul is your emotions. Your soul is your identity. Your soul is the mode. It's who you are. You're not this physical body. You're, you're, you're that heart and soul. And he said through constant, constant consistency, I can start regaining control of my soul. And I can start owning my emotions. Catch this. Because see, if you don't own your emotions, that means somebody else does. You talking about bondage? When you own my emotions, that means you can make me feel like, mm, who am I talking to? You can make me feel like you want me to feel. You can make me angry when you want me angry. You can make me cry when you want me to cry. You can make me and entice me over stuff when you want me to. He said, but through consistency and staying under the hand of God, I can start owning my own soul and you can act like a fool and I won't mind wave. Oh, God, there ain't no greater power than to be able to own my soul. Then I don't need an outside source to keep me sane. I don't need something in a bottle. I don't need something in a, in a prescription. Are y'all following me? Amen. I ain't hating on anybody. I'm just telling you through consistently living by faith and walking by faith, I can embrace who God knows I am while he is squeezing out who I am not. Did anybody catch that right there? Amen. And when I start owning my soul, he can put me in any situation and it does not control me. That is freedom. 
I used to wonder why Jesus would be so rude by asking a crippled man, what do you want? Y'all ever notice that? It's like the crippled man would say, really? I'm crippled. It's pretty obvious, but I have found out. A lot of people don't want to be made whole. That's what the crucible's for. Consistency is the only thing that reveals sincerity. Not what you're saying. But when I am consistent in loving when I don't want to love, God says he's serious. When I am consistent of controlling my emotions when they're wanting to control me, God says he is serious. And when you bear fruit that remains, you can ask anything and I'll give it to you. Amen. We can talk we're serious all we want to, but some of us have been saved for years and still don't own our own I'm okay. I don't, I don't want to be ugly this morning. Why? Because we didn't humble ourselves when he was mashing. We'll come back in our own strength and we'll fight against it and we'll fight people and we'll even fight, <laughs> fight the devil. But the scripture said, amen, be sober because he's walking around seeking whom he may devour. Because he can't devour me as long as I humble myself. He, he can't get to me as long as I stay under the hand. Oh, it's not good. Amen. And look, and look what he said. Give me, give me another scripture, babe. Verse number 10. <coughs> he said, but the, rock, but, but the God of grace, I skipped one scripture. He said, and oh, by the way, don't get too discouraged because you're not going through anything that a million Marines before you didn't go through. He said, you're not going through anything that your forefathers of faith didn't go through. You know that person you idolize, that person that you say, I want to be his, I want his anointing, that person you say, I want, to, I want to be the man of God like him, I want that healing power like him, I want that like him. He said, he come through this same way. He came, he said, but the God of all grace who has called us in the eternal glory by Jesus Christ. Somebody read it with me. After, 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 after. Some of you never get to know him because we never get to the after. We give up during. It's he that endures to the shall be saved, delivered, healed, ministered to, empowered, and anointed. Amen. God said, I got to check consistency because I can't anoint what I cannot trust. And the only thing that builds trust is your consistency. I ain't feeling nothing, but I'm going to worship him anyway. Opposition and voices is coming against me, but I'm going to tell him to shut up and I'm going to worship anyway. Why? I'm going to humble myself under the mighty hand of God. And listen to what he said in James chapter number 1. He said, count it all joy when you fall into these various trials, knowing this, that the trying of your faith produces endurance. But let patience have its perfect work. Amen. Somebody shout, let it work. Let it work. 
Let it work. Oh God, if I could just show you, you're in such a special place right now. You are so positioned. Amen. I like what I studied about the Marines. Uh, uh, only 20% makes it to be a Navy SEAL. But I wondered how many didn't make it through the crucible of the Marines. And actually the drill sergeants weeds out everybody they don't think can make it before they go into it. So in other words, everybody trusts. Is that right? Colin, tell you that. Amen. So if you're in the crucible, God said, I trust you. Oh, that's your word. If God has allowed you to be pressed right now, it's because he trusts you. You're going to make it. I just need to tell somebody right now, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. You're wanting to bail out. You're wanting to freak out. But you're going to make it. He's counting on you to make it. He, 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 he believes in you more than you believe in yourself. This, that's, that's the point. That's the point. I just heard the Holy Ghost say, some of you don't have a problem believing in God. You have a problem believing in you. When you come through this, you're going to believe in God, and you're going to believe in you, and you're going to say, I can do all things through. Oh, that was good right there. He's trying to get you to believe in you. You know why you don't believe in you? It's because you're judging yourself by your performance instead of your potential. And you hadn't performed well. Oh, that's just free right there for y'all. You've been judging yourself by your performance. He said, I ain't looking at that. I'm looking at potential. I know what's in you. And when I get through mashing you, all that's going to come to the top. And all that stuff that's negative about you, you're going to learn to cast it on me. You're going to learn to unload it. You're going to learn to unload it. And he said, he said, uh, give me, go back to my text if you can. And he said, but after you have suffered a while, after you have suffered a while, after you have suffered, what's a while? Well, for me right now, it's a long time. Can I get a witness from somebody out there? Thank you, Chris. Oh, my God. His while. I keep thinking of that scripture, and I hate to quote it. A day with the Lord is a thousand years. A while for me is a minute. Oh, somebody ought to say amen right there. I'm through with this, y'all. Yeah. I'm ready to get on with something else. God Almighty. I'm just ready to move on. I'm done. I'm through. Huh? God said, oh, no. Oh, no. I'm trying to produce some consistency. I said, why? Because a mantle's coming, and it's heavy. Yeah. Follow me just a little while. It's heavy. This mantle, this anointing you have, your destiny is so big and so heavy, worms can't carry it. Flesh cannot endure it. Your flesh cannot endure it. Your mind cannot comprehend it. If it don't squash you, amen, because it's weight, it'll kill you with pride. Because you'll be thinking you somebody. God, who am I talking to in this? You'll be thinking you somebody. Yeah, we life church. We got the monopoly on this. Amen. He said, when I get through with you, what I'm about to pour on you will not destroy you. Because after you have suffered a while, amen, through the suffering, I'm perfecting you. I need somebody to shout, let it work. Let it work. Quit bailing out. Well, how'd I bail out? You started entertaining that voice. That's right. You started repeating what? Mm. That's right. 
You started repeating what that voice was saying. Amen. You started believing the lie. Amen. Or you started being crushed by the truth. Let it work. Let it work. Calm. As your pastor, this is the message. That, calm down. Calm down. Just breathe. All right, everybody help me. Breathe in. Just breathe. God's got this. Taylor, we're under his hand. Life's under, we're under his hand. And all that pushing is building strength and it's perfecting me. It's creating maturity in me. I can't have you carrying my glory. And, 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 and he said, if you can't run with a footman, how in the world are you going to contend with horses? The second part of that scripture says, amen. If you're all frazzled in the land of peace, how are you going to do when I take you to war? You're all frazzled when it's friendly fire. What are you going to do when they really hate God Almighty. Oh, God. God is preparing life church to turn a community upside down. But until we be able to handle friendly fire, we can't handle the devil's fire. So he wants to come in here and cause divisions and confusions. You got to start saying, shut up. Uh, people are going to think y'all crazy walking around in grocery stores. Shut up. Uh, shut up. Guy in Store all day, just talking. I turned around, started holding on conversation. He had something in his ear I didn't see. So, oh, I'm sorry, you, you weren't talking to me. Uh, so be careful, there ain't nobody around you when you start telling that voice inside you, shut up. When he starts telling you, you're finna cave, you're finna hit him, you're finna be rude, you're finna be ugly, right then you gotta say, shut up. Humble yourself under the mighty hand. And he said, in doing it, he's gonna make you perfect. I know we don't like that word in the Christian world, but perfect, meaning complete and whole, meaning you own your whole soul. He can't send you out there in that world if you don't own your whole soul. It will get you killed. If you don't own your emotions, if you don't own your eyeballs, you know them five kings I preached about? If you hadn't put them under your foot, there's places he can't use you in because the devil will use your eyeballs to look at what they shouldn't be and lust after. Oh, to own my soul. To own my soul where a half-naked prostitute can walk up and I can love on her with the love of Jesus and not the lust of my flesh. Is anybody? Oh, oh, <laughs> this is too real. Amen. But we're struggling with it in the churches. In the churches, the preachers are running off with a piano player. You want to know why? We don't own our soul. It's dangerous when you don't own your soul. You want to know how bad you were so? He said, if you gain the whole world and don't own your soul, you're broke. Wow. That's, that's, that's the man and the woman God's trying to build in you. Your actions... Don't provoke reaction when you own your soul. It's like we've bought into it. Well, I wouldn't have got all out of black if they had. Oh, you don't own your soul. They own. It's crazy to give something so precious to people you don't even like. I'm going to say it this way. It's crazy to give something so valuable to people who don't like you. Because they'll take it and turn it around and just 
Oh, my God. And they will shoot you and kill you. Amen. And while you're laying down in bed at night saying, I told them they're sleeping while you're tormented. Give me my soul back. Oh, somebody say it with me. Give me my soul back. You ain't controlling me. He took 40 years to get Egypt out of Moses' soul so he could go right back to Egypt and start leading people out. That's what he's trying to do right now. He's trying to get us to win our souls so we can go be soul winners. Oh, i got to quit, but this is too good. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Even the man of God was telling him, you stay here. He said, uh-uh. No, you ain't pushing me back. Be careful when you let the actions of people you respect push you down. Keep coming. Because we're going to mess up sometimes because we're men. We're going to handle you wrong sometimes because we're men. And we're struggling in the same crucible you're struggling in. So sometimes we're going to say the wrong thing, we're going to do the wrong thing, or we're not going to do the right thing. Amen. He said, you stay here. You stay here. Elisha said, as the Lord lives, you can act like you want to act, but I'm going to be right on your heels because it ain't you I'm after. I'm after that anointing. I'm after that mantle. Oh, God. Amen. You can go where you want to go and do whatever you're going to do. You can talk to me and make me feel like I'm not wanted. Amen. But I'm really following Jesus. I ain't even following you. And if I humble myself under the mighty hand of God, my mantle is coming. My mantle is coming. It's divine set up. I know y'all find that hard to believe. This ain't the devil's doing. You're rebuking the wrong person. It's God. Oh, now, Pastor, it's God. It's God. It's God that sent Peter out in that boat and then blew a storm in. So Peter would have to climb out. So Peter would have an opportunity to go to the next level. This storm ain't nothing but an opportunity for you to go to the next level. Got to close. But I want you to know this. If you'll be consistent and start learning how to tell them voices to shut up. And even when you don't understand it, your mantle's coming. Your mantle's coming. And the Bible said the last test... On the last test, he told him three times, you stay here, I got to go somewhere else. And that little servant boy said, uh-uh, I'm serving. I'm going to be faithful in my servant. I'm going to be faithful in my servant. I'm going to wash your hands when you mistreat me. I'm going to overlook your rudeness and I'm going to love you when you mistreat me. I'm going to serve the anointing. It's what you got that I want, not who you are. That's what I want. I want that anointing. I want that anointing. And finally, he said, okay, you've been consistent, Elisha. You just tell me what you want. God only hears the prayers of consistent people. Consistent people. He said, you have need of consistency so that after you have done the will of God, you can inherit the promise. Be you imitators of those who through faith and consistency inherited the promises. It's being consistent in what you believe, even when you don't feel it. Okay? Oh, man, I'm going to get you out of here before 1230. Of course, it's only 1130 by my watch. Listen to this. So he said, okay, if you see me when I go up, he said, you've asked a hard thing. 
You've asked a really, this is big. Oh, give us a big vision. Amen. Give us a big vision that, that if, you do, if you do admire somebody, don't admire to be like them. Admire to have a double portion of what they got. Dream big. Man, you've asked, you've asked a big thing. You're, you're not normal. You're not common. You've asked for a great thing. He said, but if you see me when I go up, you're going to have it. If you see me when I go up, you're going to have it. In other words, some of us, Life Church, we're in a place right now that we got to stay so focused on what we want. You got to stay focused on what you want. You got to stay focused on what you're pursuing. Remember, remember, you need to start remembering you prayed for this. You prayed for this. You prayed for a greater anointing. You prayed for more. You prayed for signs, wonders, and miracles. You prayed for the gifts of the Holy Spirit to start working in your life. And God said, okay, okay, but it's on the other side of consistency. And right now, he said, if you'll keep your eyes on what you want, the mantle is about to fall on you. The mantle is going to fall on you. You got to stay focused. Hush every voice. Hush every voice. Push against your feelings of hurt, disappointment. Anybody been disappointed lately? Disappointed in you? Disappointed in people around you? Disappointed in God? He was God. And he said, after I've let you suffer a while, I'm perfecting you. I'm revealing some things to you you did not know was in you, but I'm also revealing a strength in you you didn't know you had. I'm transforming you. I'm transforming your mind through pressure. The Marines come out saying, my God, I didn't know. My mind told my body it couldn't endure that, but they pushed my body beyond what I thought. And it gave me a confidence. It gave me a courage that there ain't no giant too big for me now. And no obstacle too big for me now. Because God has perfected. I'm not going to take the time, but that last scripture we were showing, not only is he going to bring you to perfection, he's going to settle, establish, and strengthen. And the word settle means lay a basis for. It means build a foundation. In your pressure right now, God's building a foundation that can hold up the weight of the glory. The mantle's coming. The mantle's coming. Stand to your feet right now and on the way up. High five your neighbor and tell them your mantle's coming. Your mantle's coming. Your mantle's coming. Your mantle's coming. And, and, and hear me. You may have a hard time receiving this. When it falls on you, you deserve it. It's do you. Oh, God don't owe me no. Oh, oh, you missed it. God is a rewarder of those. It's the reward for consistency. It's just the reward for consistency. God said, oh, yes, I do owe you. Oh, yes, I do owe you. It's your reward for being consistent. Now, some of you are receiving different mantles. One mantle for some of you is simply the mantle and anointing to own your soul. Just to, to be able to say no when my flesh is saying yes. Just to be able to say no. I own you, soul. 
My God, I can't get away from that. That's rich, isn't it? You don't own me. That's where addiction comes from. And when I'm addicted, I don't own it no more. He owns it. And he makes me do things I don't really want to do. That makes me a prisoner and I have an owner. Well, the Spirit said, we are debtors, but not to the flesh. Oh, Jennifer Bass, you're, you're a debtor, all right. But I don't owe the flesh nothing because it don't own me. And when I start owning my emotions, I start using them to bring glory to God. I start using them to love on the unlovable, showing mercy to those who don't deserve it. When I start owning, I start, that's the mantle some of you are receiving. And some of you are about to receive a mantle that you've been praying for to step into an arena of operating in the supernatural. But it'll only come when God can trust you. He's laying the foundation. He said, I can't put this kind of weight on you if it's going to crush you. I can't kill you with this ministry. I won't kill you with this ministry. I'm not going to put more on you than we can, you can bear. I, I can't give you this much responsibility if I can't trust you, if you're not consistent. Amen. And, and let me separate this. And I'm, I mean, we, this is going to be a good early day. Just because you don't feel it, just because you don't feel peace, don't mean you don't have peace. Proximity. We're supposed to bear fruit that remains. That's standing in the desert. That little old rose is out there right in the middle of it. Can y'all get a picture of that? That's what I always see. There ain't nothing conducive about that little rose. It just smells good. Them beautiful flowers. Are you following me? So some of us mix our feelings and emotions with our spirits. That's when you know you don't own your soul. It's when it starts pulling your spirit down. When you own your soul, we stand in confidence. Even when I don't understand and I don't feel nothing. That's where some of you are right now, isn't it? That's where some of you are right now. Somebody just said, how long, Lord? How long? How long are you going to keep smashing? How long? I can tell you this. With all confidence, I don't know. I don't know how long, but I know this. At the perfect time, when you're ready, when He has perfected you and settled you and established you and you have cast all your crutches and all your other avenues on Him, He said, I'm going to make you perfect. And when I present you to this world, you're going to be the personification of who I am. Oh, somebody just pray right now. I don't know. You may want to lift your hands to heaven. You just may want to close your eyes and forget about everybody around you right now. But I'm telling you, oh, I caught a vision in worship of that mantle slowly falling down. It's coming. Your mantle's coming. Your mantle's coming. Your anointing's coming. Your destiny's going to be fulfilled. Oh, oh, but humble yourself. Let it work. Let the crushing work. Quit fighting it. God's trying to break you. Your, 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 your self-dependence. Let it go. 
Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit want to do a work right now. These altars is open for some people who needs to come and kneel. Some people who wants to come and just kneel before the Lord and say, Lord, I humble myself under your crushing. I'm not going to fight it any longer. I'm not going to fight it any longer. Something supernatural. Come on, quit fighting it. Quit fighting it. Quit blaming it on people around you. Come on, come on. This is your time. Oh, this is your time. <laughs> Hear me. You're not just under any hand. You're under the hand of a God who created you. Of a God who loves you. Of a God who knows what He created you to be. Oh no, oh no. You're not under the hand of a tyrant, of a dictator. You're under the hand of a father. You're under the hand of the Father that is determined for you to be all that you can be. In the name of Jesus, humble yourself. Let it work. Let it work. Let it work. Embrace it. Quit fighting it. Embrace it. Embrace it. Let it work. Oh, but pastor, I just don't understand. That's all right. That's all right. God, God is going to perfect you, strengthen you, establish you. Let it work. Let it work. Let it work its work. Let it work its work. And in due time, He's going to exalt you. You hear me? I prophesy over you. God will do the exalt. God is about to exalt you. God can exalt you better than you can exalt yourself. Oh, God. It's the crucible. It's the crucible. Due time. Your due time's coming. Your due time is coming. Your due time is coming. Oh, your due time is coming. My God, my God, my God. Due time, due time. <coughs> due time, due time. God, it seems so long. Lord, how long? How long have I got to fight these thoughts? Mindsets, Lord, how long have I got to wrestle this? Lord, how long? He said, don't be discouraged. You got brothers and sisters that came this way. I brought them all this way and I brought them through and I'm going to bring you through. I brought them through. I'm going to bring you through. Oh, 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 oh my Lord. Oh my Lord. Right there where you're standing, just a minute. You got to get a hold of this word. You got to get a hold of this word. God believes in you. He believes in you. He believes in you. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Oh, Scott started singing that prophetic song a while ago. Oh, I was going to remember that one lyric. <laughs> what was he saying, Scott? We're going to ride this train. God, do what you do what? Sing that. Can you? Do what? Do you remember it? Does anybody remember what he was saying? Do what you have to. Get on board. Yeah. Can you sing it? <laughs> That's how prophetic it was. But that was my message. I don't know what he meant by it, but the Holy Spirit was saying, God, do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. Can we let that be our prayer? I'll sing it myself. He said, I'll try. Amen. We're going to close out with that. Try to make up something, Scott. But we're going to close out with, God, do what you got to do. Do what you got to do.
do what you got to do. I don't think he's old. That's all right, just sing loud. Josh, help him out. <laughs> Give him something else. Come on, come on. That's anointed. That's anointed. Don't bail out. Don't jump off this train. God, I feel the anointing coming out of that boy. I know somebody offended you. Somebody may have offended you, but don't bail out. Don't bail out. Shut up, oh, see, did it under boy. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Do it, do it, Lord. Do what you got to do. There it is. Do it, Lord. Do it, do it. Break me. Mow me. Break me. Mow me. Break me. Mow me. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Use, use anybody. Use everybody to do it, Lord. Use everybody around me to do it, Lord. Use my peers to do it, Lord. Use my peers to perfect me, Lord. Lord, we're on board with you. My God, somebody give the Lord a great big hand praise. Scott, you're awesome. There's no way I'd pray for God to take you out of your crucible because He knows when to take you out. I don't need to tell him that. Embrace it. Because I saw your mantle coming down. When that mantle falls, this was the last point. He grabbed the mantle. He went and hit the river. It parted. And all them voices came and bowed at his feet. All the sons of the prophets came and bowed before him. All them loud voices are going to bow. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.